You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast. Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Simple Pin Podcast. If you are new here, welcome. This is a podcast dedicated to Pinterest marketing to help you grow your business using Pinterest in a way that's smart and doesn't make you feel overwhelmed with all the tips and things that are out there. If you are a longtime listener, thanks for listening. We are starting a new series here at Simple Pin at the top of each month. We're going to officially roll it out in 2020, but we wanted to give a practice here in November. What we're going to be doing is covering all the major news updates on Pinterest, profile or feed updates, as well as any changes to best practices. These particular show notes will have all the links to the particular topics that we talk about. So you can not only get an update from me and a little bit of my perspective, but you can go to the article and you can see exactly what it is the article talks about. For these particular show notes, they can be found at simplepinmedia.com slash 167. Now, how I want you to put these into perspective is I want you to listen, see if they apply to you, and if there's anything you need to change about your tactic or your strategy. Now, not everything will apply to you. There'll be some things we are going to be talking about, and it covers something that has to do with ads. If you are not yet running ads on Pinterest, one, that's okay. And number two, if you do decide to run ads, you need to have a specific purpose, email conversion, product sale, or another lead that you're looking for. I never suggest people run ads specifically for traction, not traction, traffic, because it's hard to be measured, hard to get measured. That being said, there'll be things I talk about that are ads and there's things that I talk about that are organic. I will always make sure to clarify which one I'm talking about. I'll do this at the top of the month. So if you want to stay connected with all the changes during the middle of the month, the way you can do that is on our Wednesday weekly newsletter. And you can get on that by going to simplepinmedia.com and you can sign up at the top of the site. This will help you cover anything related to the podcast, any current Pinterest tips or any last minute things I want to tell you about, content inspiration, and then what kind of conversation is happening in our free Facebook group. So if you want to stay even more up to date than just this podcast, which will be once a month in 2020, you can go to simplepinmedia.com and sign up at the top. Okay, with that, let's dive into the updates we saw in October of 2019. One of the very first one was to ads, and that is Shop the Look ads. This allows retailers to feature multiple products in a single ad. So I know that it's going to be rolling out in the US over the next couple of months. So if you don't have it quite yet, that's probably why. And then Shop the Look is actually an organic feature that is available right now, and it's rolling out to select partners in international markets, including UK, Brazil, Germany, France, and Japan. One thing to note about when Pinterest rolls out a new feature, it's rolled out very slowly, and it's usually rolled out slowly in the US, starting usually on the iOS platform, then Android, then desktop. 
And sometimes what's on mobile will look different than what's on desktop. And then it will go to international markets. A lot of people will ask me if they're in an international market, do I have access yet? That's usually the way that they roll it out. So just be expecting that when you see something in the US roll out, give it about six months and it usually will roll out in an international platform. The other thing that's new is a new business profile with video. We updated ours here at Simple Pin, so I will go ahead and link to that in the show notes. You're looking for something that's 16 by 9. You can go with no sound or you can go with just a little bit of sound. We do have sound on ours and it's less than 20 seconds. Now, let me say something about profile here. I do not recommend people go crazy on updating their profile. It's very similar to board covers. Very few people go to a profile unless you call that as an action. So if they're on your site and you say, go follow me on Pinterest, they're going to see it. So you don't want to spend a ton of time. But if you do have video on hand and you can easily incorporate it in, then do it. We had somebody who had already done a video for us. We asked her just to cut it down to that 20 seconds and we were able to put it onto Pinterest. Done and done. We have a how-to for you in the show notes that you can click on that'll give you more information about what you need to do. If you don't have a video, don't worry about it. Go ahead and look at what other people are doing. Watch it, have fun, but don't spend a lot of time on it. Also related with this, which is ads related, is catalogs. Businesses can now upload their full catalog to Pinterest and it will automatically turn their products into shoppable product pins, which is going to play into what we're going to be talking about with the lens feature in just a minute here. But if you are an e-commerce seller with a physical product, Pinterest is really making great strides to update a lot of their ads and update even some of the organic features when it comes to populating product pins. So go and check out these articles and see if there's anything you can incorporate. The next big change, which I'm actually pretty excited about, is they are updating group board features to make it easier for us to collaborate with people. So there's two articles that support this that you can read in the show notes. But one that came from Pinterest has some interesting stats. I'm not sure where I land on this stat, but Pinterest says it, so we'll kind of go with it. But what they say is 98% of group boards have five or less people. And 77% of group boards are between two people. So if you want to know how to use group boards as a part of your strategy, we have a podcast. We're going to link to that in the show notes. So you can read all about that there. But group boards, I tell people, are really designed to be what they're talking about here, a collaboration tool. And I'm going to do a podcast soon that's going to go even deeper into how to use this as a service provider, because I think this change can be a really good value add for the person that you're working with in services. So let me talk about what these changes are. So essentially, they made these updates to make planning life moments and working on projects a lot easier. They've included reactions to show feedback. So if I you pin something to a board and uh, let's say I'm pinning something to get an idea for the branding for a client when it comes to their Pinterest images, they can now react to it with a like or a heart or even an emoji. And then they can also prioritize their favorite pins 
and communicate with the members right on the board. It's actually super cool option. So if you're a wedding provider and you are looking to get the right dress or the right flowers or any of that, you could easily coordinate with your client to figure out what their style is without a lot of phone conversation. It's And you can have comments too. So you can add all of that in there, sort the ideas. I just think this is a cool way to do it. So what I'm actually going to do is record a full podcast on some strategies once we see this rolled out. As of the recording of this episode, which is mid-October, I don't have the feature yet for me. A few other people say that they do. But again, this is how they roll things out. They talk about it and they roll it out pretty slowly. They do say if you want this feature to update your app to the latest version to get access to reactions in the sort features. So just know that you can keep updating and see if all of a sudden it pops up. All right, the third update that we have from Pinterest is a updated lens. So if you've never used lens on your phone, I'm gonna open my phone right now so I can walk you through it. When you open up the Pinterest app, at the very top next to the search bar, right on the right-hand side, you'll see a little camera. If you hit that camera and you take a picture of something, what it does is it auto-populates results from around Pinterest. And it also gives you keywords across the top. So I took a picture of my pen and paper that was on my desk, and it showed me almost the exact same type of picture. And then it gave me bullet journal, office supplies, pen, study notes. And so Pinterest is making this update to Lens really for the e-commerce people. So let's say somebody's walking down the street and they snap a photo. Pinterest will tell you um, what it is and then find more like it. So this is a great way to have, let's say you have a, a physical product like a mug. Somebody takes a picture of it and they find more like this and then you can save it to your board and then you can essentially buy it. They say that their visual search technology can identify more than 2.5 billion objects across home and fashion pins. So there's an excellent chance that when you search, Pinterest is definitely going to be able to find it. Now, Social Media Today, which is one of the articles we have in um, our show notes, says, while Pinterest may not be as big as other e-commerce and social media players in the market, its advances in visual search and object recognition have been significant, most notably through the development of his Lens visual search tool, which was first launched back in February of 2017. The other new feature says that you can also save photos from Lens, turn them into a pin and save them to one of your boards so you can come back at any time. Here's their example. If you're in the market for a new sofa, you can save pins to a board and also Lens photos you see in stores to add to your inspiration. These lensed photos will also give ongoing recommendations, I'm assuming in your smart feed, as you curate your room and Pinterest helps you define your style. So these are really important little indicators we see here. This is the way their algorithm is getting smarter. They want to serve the pinner with really, really amazing results that are catered to them. So if they're looking at a contemporary or, or modern, I can't think of a design, like modern farmhouse sofa right now, 
you don't want to serve up to Pinterest doesn't want to serve up to the pinner um, mid-century modern because they're not interested in it. So the more they can get information about what you're interested in, the more they'll give you what you want. Here's some interesting stats. 80% of pinners start with visual search when shopping versus 58% of non-pinners. While shopping online for clothing or furniture, over 85% of respondents put more importance on visual information than text. So what that means is they are more impressed with a photo than a simple paragraph. They want to see the actual picture. And 55% of those people say that visual search is instrumental in developing their style and their taste. 61% of consumers say visual search elevates their experience while in-store browsing. So if you have not incorporated a visual search strategy, here's a few tips. Is you really want to be thinking about if you have a physical product and somebody is coming in to take pictures of your product, you want a standalone picture, you want a lifestyle picture, you want something that makes the product that you're selling pop off the page so that when somebody else takes a picture that's very similar, Pinterest matches it up with what you have. So it's just a really good strategy to think about what's in your photos and how it showcases your products. You can read more about Lens in the articles we have in the show notes. The other one is pin codes. So this is a Pinterest visual search enabled QR code. I've seen them in magazines a lot and I've even seen them at a couple conferences. When we went to Pinterest, we all had our pin code on our badge. And so people could scan it and they could follow us on Pinterest. I don't know if it's, it's kind of like, I know QR codes are out there, but I hardly ever use them. I mean, sometimes I'll I'll use them in Target because I want the coupon, but I'm not quite sure what is a good strategy at this point for a business to use pin codes. I've seen them in like real simple where you could scan it and get access to the board where it had all the recipes. So if you had a print media and you were sending out to people and you knew they would engage with some stuff on Pinterest, that might be pretty good. But I don't think they're going to be in a store and scan it and follow you. I think it's something that has to captivate their attention. I don't know if it would work in email marketing really at all. So if any of you have any creative uses for pin codes that have worked with your business, I am all ears. You can email me. All right, the last thing that I love to share about is when Pinterest in their newsroom talks about planning for certain events or they talk about highlights for the month. So one of the really interesting ones that I think is so important is that if you are any type of food content creator, Thanksgiving is one of the times we see the highest amount of traffic. I kid you not, Wednesday of the week of Thanksgiving, I have seen more spikes in traffic that day because people are going back to the recipe they pinned. They're pulling it up in the store. They're trying to find the ingredients. They're trying to figure out how to make it. They are ready to dive in. So these roundups talk about this one in particular is planning a Thanksgiving feast with Pinterest. So how you use these articles is you look for key terms that Pinterest is listing. So one of them they say is gluten-free Thanksgiving recipes. That is up by 128% in searches this time of year. 
And then they give four examples from their friends at TasteMade. And they also talk about ketogenic Thanksgiving recipes. Those are up 120%. And Whole30 Thanksgiving recipes are up 67%. Then they go into other things like pumpkin dessert recipes. That search is up 771%. They go even deeper into rhubarb desserts, other things like that. Pay attention to the percentages and then pay attention to the keywords. If you have particular recipes and you're struggling with like what to keyword something, look at some of these lists. They're giving you data and information about how popular a search is. So I've linked to this here. Um, you can go ahead and you can look at when the searches are done, when they collected data, what the terms are. Look through these and see if you can pull out anything to put into your pin description. Now, you're listening to this right about November 5th, if you're or not November 5th, but um, yeah, November 5th when this goes live. And you have a couple weeks before Thanksgiving. Does it mean you are a lost cause if you have not keyworded your Thanksgiving stuff? No, just go ahead and add some keywords because remember what you do now could also be surfaced next Thanksgiving season. So you always want to be not only preparing for the now, but preparing for the future. So that's it for this month's update as to what's happening on Pinterest now. If you go again to simplepinmedia.com slash 167, that's when you get all the information about what's been happening on Pinterest in October of 2019. And look for these episodes in 2020. We would also love your feedback. If this is something you want us to do more of, if you like this type of episode, to be able to recap what all the changes are, to give you my assessment of the change and what you need to do, then email me at kate at simplepinmedia.com. I'd be happy to hear what you have to say and any tips for future episodes as well. So thanks so much for listening to the Simple Pin Podcast. Again, go to simplepinmedia.com slash 167.